Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. But first off, before we do anything, we're going to link in with uh, Martin Breen from O'Shea, Bramley, and Breen. Good morning to you, Martin. How are you? I'm excellent. Good morning, Alan. Today, you want to look and talk to us about elderly cats and dogs, elderly animals in general, and the conditions that they are affected by. And I know when you were speaking to Siobhan earlier this morning, um, you were saying that it's very much like human conditions. Animals get the same. Is that right? It's very true. Yeah, a lot of the conditions that that people mightn't realise, whether we've mentioned before, such as arthritis or diabetes, um, or even more kind of complicated hormonal diseases like hyperthyroidism, where the body produces too much thyroid, they're often seen in people and and animals. And the reason this topic came up was, it was an article online um, earlier on in the month about the world's oldest dog, Bobby. He was 31 years old. So um, there was an article just about him, and then it just kind of brought to mind some things that can affect dogs as they get older. Yeah. Now, I've never seen a dog 31, but we see lots of dogs now, you know, they, depending on the breed, they could live anywhere 12, 13, 14 years, maybe for a lab or golden retriever, up to like Jack Russell's, you could get them 22 or 23 years. Are you really, um, are you sure? Have you, have you come across that here in Wexford, a Labrador that lived up to 22 or 23 years of age? No, uh, a Labrador 12 or 13 years, okay. Jack Russell's, uh, 22-year-old Jack, Jack Russell. Did you? Uh, or I have a Cavalier, a Cavalier King Charles, he's, he's 15, 15 or 16 now, he was in the last day um, getting his injection for his arthritis. So, um, because animals are living longer, it's like older people um, and it'll affect all of us, there'll be things that'll crop up and it's just, I suppose, identifying what's normal, yeah. age-related conditions and then what things that we can treat. Um, so, yeah. the most common thing is probably arthritis, let's say dogs. And for people kind of recognising, is my dog just becoming old and a bit slow? Or is that slowness related to stiffness and pain because there's arthritis in the joints? And is, is there anything I can do? Because a lot of times people might think there's anything that can be done. But there, there's great medication now, right. very safe medication for older animals to, to kind of combat that pain. So there's a, a very good monthly injection yeah. uh, that we have. Or then you've got some daily anti-inflammatories as well as irregular um, okay. joint supplements. I have some questions for you. I want to get them in in case we run out of time and then I'll be in trouble. First of all, my Bichon is 13 and often shivers and is always licking her paws till they bleed. Have uh, Has Martin got any advice for me, please? That comes from Shirley. Okay, I suppose there's two parts to that. It's the shivering is one and then there's the licking of the paws. Um, the shivering or shaking, it, that's important to know. Is it just obviously times of nervousness or is it throughout the day? Because uh, muscle weakness and, and wastage because, like is common in older animals um, and sometimes they might need a supplement, a supplement to build up the muscle mass in their back legs especially they can get kind of quite weak first so there, there's definitely something for that then the licking of the paws making sure is that related to maybe some underlying um, arthritis which is common we'll often see dogs will chew or bite at a back leg if, if they've got arthritis in their hips or in their in their knees um, or is it generalised, you know, itching on all the paws where they're bleeding and then it might be an underlying kind of skin allergy because uh, over the last three or four weeks, a lot of uh, dogs are presenting now with their seasonal allergies. So, and sometimes you can have both things going on. You could have seasonal allergies and maybe an underlying um, arthritis or weakness there. So yeah. definitely bring it to the vet and, and get it checked out and see um, is she on any medication at the moment or not. 
Next one, dog is eight years old. The listener is uh, Barbara in Courtown. Good morning to you, Barbara. She says, I'm having awful difficulty getting her in at night. We normally let her out when we get home from work and she wanders around the garden at 9pm with the end caller to come in and she won't come when called. We can't catch her to put her on the lead and she spends three to four hours just constantly barking. Any advice from Martin, please, before the neighbours report me for noise pollution? That comes from Barbara in Courtown. That's a difficult one, isn't it? Yes, and again, you have to try to figure out, um, is there, you know, and again, the conditions that you mightn't suspect in dogs, but things like dementia, dogs can get um, Alzheimer's, they can get a form of that, and, and we'll see that in very elderly, elderly animals. They'll go outside and they'll wander and they'll kind of forget why they came out. Um, they'll, they'll wander around and with, that, with no great purpose. So we, there is supplements out there. I'd always try to start with a natural supplement before we go on to any kind of heavier medication. There's one we have for cognitive function to improve cognitive function called Vepro range. And that uh, is a daily supplement that, that can help with that. I mean, um, I think there was a lab, was it, that she had like, they are creatures of habit and very motivated by food. So if she's struggling to get them in at night, if you time a treat every evening when you let the dog out, you, you would have, whether it's a bit of chicken, a bit of ham or a nice bit of, um, yeah. you know, cooked fish or something, they, they'll get to know that when they come back inside to get that treat at whatever oh. time, 11 or half 11. And uh, you only have to do that two or three times and suddenly your, your, your dog will be racing back into you. You won't have to go out and chase it. Great advice. You see, you have to go to the professionals to get the advice. I'd say and a lot of people... if it's an older dog, if, you, if yeah. they can associate a click with it, so you can buy these clickers. So if you associate the click, the dog is there, you give it a treat. And then with time, when they associate the noise of the click, especially if they're off down the garden, yeah. um, they, they'll associate that to come back for the, for the treat on it. You're a busy man today answering questions, Martin. Next one is for a border collie aged 10. Uh, scratching ears and back legs uh, has been flied, wormed twice, been on tablets. Um, uh, if the tablets, off the tablets now for three weeks and his back scratching again. Any advice for Martin, please? Uh, yeah, and you, you, you have a lot of questions, like I was now say over the last three or four weeks all the dogs with a seasonal allergy. So it's this disease called atopic dermatitis where like people that, that have eczema and, you know, the pollens and allergies out there with grass, the dogs get the same thing, some dogs that are affected by it. So often there'll be a case of having to stay on uh, these tablets. There's a, a particular tablet called Apoquel, which is um, it's, it's the most popular nowadays for these seasonal allergies. Or there's also a monthly injection if dogs find it difficult to take the tablets. Years ago, we would have used um, traditionally more steroids, but with side effects of steroids long term, there's, there's newer medication out there now for treating that. So although it's frustrating, the owner said the allergies have come back. The, the reason is because they're off the tablets, so they have to unfortunately stay on those meds throughout the summer. Um, and they say they've ruled out fleas or mites and ticks with the treatment, which is important too. Um, yeah, so to contact their vet and, and get that checked and possibly go back on the meds. Next listener has a cockapoo and she's even afraid of a fly or any loud noise. Is there any cure for this? Now, this is not an elderly pet, only four years old, and they've had her since she was born, so there was no neglect. Yeah, like when we saw during, during, you know, in the last, I suppose, year after the lockdown, a lot of pets presented with different anxiety and, and stress disorders, you know, with changes in routine, um, or, or maybe the pets weren't socialised well as pups. The big thing is desensitizing that fear, and the only way you'll do that too is positive, positive encouragement. So you know, anytime you know you, you slap or hit a pup, that never works. They, they, they don't associate. They don't know what they did wrong with it. So it's all about rewarding. So if there's a fly or something that's scaring the pup, is having a having the treat and giving them a treat in that situation, so they associate it with a positive experience. 
Um, there's there's plenty of things out there to help with that. There's um, there's noise therapy CDs that you can buy that kind of gradually increase the level of certain noises that cause fo- you know these phobias in dogs. Like it could be anything from a washing machine to the doorbell ringing to the hair dryer. The dogs will freak out and, and go nuts with. So it's desensitising them to the noise and then positive reinforcement, so giving them a treat when that noise comes on. Finally, uh, for the moment anyway, Seamus, I have a King Charles. You talked about a 16-year-old King Charles, I think. Is that what you said, the age of the dog? Yeah, you, yeah? yeah. Well, this listener has a 14-year-old King Charles who has a shiver in his back leg and is also licking his paws. And they want to know, Seamus is the listener's name, uh, can they avail of the injection that you were talking about and would it give the dog a longer life? Yeah, so the, the monthly the monthly injection I, I mentioned, a particular one called Labrella, came out a couple of years ago and it's very good. It targets the pain receptors in the joints. Um, traditionally, there was another injection called Cartofin that's been out of 20 years. Anyone could avail of those injections, but, you know, all vets generally would have them. Um, and yeah, I mean, when it comes to extending the dog's life, normally the arthritis won't be the, the main reason that will, will you know, be the reason an animal either will pass away or have to be, you know, either put asleep. Often it might be the heart or the kidneys, and especially in cavaliers, um, heart disease tends to be probably the main issue there. So, but it can make them more comfortable, and that's the most important thing for people that they have a comfortable um, older life and, and they're moving and interacting with the owners. So, certainly it's worth getting or trying anyway. Good to talk to you as always, Martin. Do you want to give some uh, general tips to round off our chat this morning, please? We're talking to Martin well, I had an Green. Interesting case, then. You, you'll laugh at this one. I had a, a dog that swallowed a T-bone steak. Uh, so um, the, the, the girl had left a plate of food on her bed. Normally, the food would never be let down. And the dog jumped up on it and ate it, and it got lodged in his uh, esophagus, his food pipe, just at the base of the stomach. So dogs will do crazy things in cats, so just be careful if, if yeah. you're doing your summer barbecues. Uh, make sure you don't leave any skewers or T-bone steaks down that your your dog might get because uh, it ends up being a very tricky operation when you have to go in and try to remove it out of the esophagus uh, yeah. to get it out. But we got it out, and so far the dog's doing fine. So brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. Just 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 care. Uh, we had a dog years ago that swallowed that swallowed um, a, a chicken skewer, uh, a full-length chicken skewer. So just be careful. Dogs will pick up anything when there's a bit of meat and it's tasty. Okay, I know of one individual whose dog went next door and brought in the neighbour's chicken for the Sunday dinner a few years ago. So, I mean, it does happen, doesn't it? Don't leave your back door open if there's dogs in the neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Have a good day, Martin. As always, great to talk to you. Thanks for the advice. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.